Ali was an animal amongst like nothing else. I met him when I was in reform school in around 76. That's what I remember about that. I never wanted to thought about being a fighter. I saw Ali. That I was saw like the moment. All those people coming in. I saw those big, tough guards like, like little girls. Oh my God! I'm looking, I'm looking at these guys. These guys tormented And they saw Ali. They saw my God kissing on him. I was crying. Wow, that's a holy. All right, we have another ep- um, episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton. And the guest today is the one that owned the exhibit. Yeah, hell That's yeah, man. How you doing, I'm man? I'm good, champ. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank What's you up, for man? coming. How are you, man? I'm Evan. great, man. Right, Thanks cool. for asking. Yeah. Wow. So tell me, brother, how did you get involved with all this stuff? Man, um, you know, about five years ago, um, we... Uh, had been, you know, trying to do other things as far as being in the cannabis industry. It was my first time, like, really trying to figure it out. I had, like, a, a edible that I created first with some partners of mine. And then, you know, we went on to, you know, uh, creating a brand, uh, Napalm, out of some flour. And then I just kind of tested the waters. And then the vape thing started really happening. And so uh, two other business partners of mine, we sat out in my studio and, um pretty much kind of came up with the idea of let's create this vape that we feel like we can, you know, really dominate the market. You Do know? you have your vape with you? Do you uh, bring it with you? No, I didn't bring it with me. Oh, yeah, no. Because, yeah. <laughs> you, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I, I, was, uh, I was really more interested, man. It's an honor to sit here with you, man. I, I want to tell Thank you, you one of my heroes, you know, I don't know how many times I didn't use you in some of my records yeah. <laughs> as a name. Hell yeah, <laughs> I didn't name drop you. Old in yeah, yeah. Old. No, man. No, it's just, it's a testament to your power, man, and your presence, brother. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really blessed to be here, man. Yeah, we've but, talked about it many times the yeah. the integration or the close, tightly knit relationship of Mike and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Talk absolutely. a little bit more about that, man. I mean, I think it was, you know, um, it was a combination of how powerful he came into the scene and how viciously he disposed of his opponents and it's like as a as a hip-hop artist as somebody that wants to have that same kind of presence it was like the comparison was so it, it was like the go-to thing you know what i'm saying and so you know people still understand the importance of sports and hip-hop and how it goes hand in hand there's there's a running joke that uh, sports, uh, you know, basketball players want to be rappers and rappers want to yeah. be basketball yeah, players, exactly. right? Right. Exactly. And so, and so, I think with Mike, it was just so so powerful. Like I said, and so legendary what his career created, and you know, it's like it's never be duplicated. You know, so that that's why hip hop is so intrigued with that. You know, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, I never um, never looked at my life from that perspective. I just knew hip hop was a way of life that we were living. And normally, all the people when hip hop, when I first heard hip hop, I was in a, I was locked up in a reformatory, and we heard it on the radio in the bathrooms. Rappers delight, yeah. right? And so um, we were absolutely crazy because before then, we would always bring our turntables out in the park or somewhere yeah. in the center and we would play our own music music that everybody hated normally you know everybody playing the stylistics and stuff <laughs> yeah. Diana Ross but everybody yeah. hated this because it, it was if we were screaming but it's not we were just making our statement not un- unbeknown to ourselves we were making a statement yeah. without even knowing yeah. so hip hop kind of came 
the earliest of it was off at the end of disco, that era, mm-hmm. like late yes. 70s yeah. was yes. the beginning of hip hop. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, I was born in 74, mm-hmm. right? And so my first encounter with hip hop was um, like um, rapping Duke. Yeah, and then you know, um, uh, um, uh, don't, 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 yeah, yeah, that was yeah, 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 those were like my first encounters with hip hop, and then I, as I got introduced to it, my older brother. Uh, he brought. He was the first one to bring home the Run DMC Raising Hell cassette. It was a green cassette, and then I started listening to that. And then he had a Kango that I, you know, he would. I was never allowed to to wear his Kango or use his <laughs> wave brush. But every time he left, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I put it on. I take off my shirt and I try to emulate, you know, uh, LL. You know what I'm saying? Like those were like the real grassroots approach Listen, that I, that I remember, learned hip hop. I can remember when Biz Markie and, and um, Fresh Print um, Will Smith was on the same crew yeah they used to be oh, the wow. same crew what together. yeah wow oh, yeah I used to I went to see them perform one day it probably was 1986 85 it was in Hartford Connecticut I went to see them perform with everybody was there really yeah it was Will Smith Biz Markie oh, that's singing. dope that's crazy yeah. <laughs> that's nuts bro Hell yeah! I love to hear how Mike. You know, you you were so influenced by hip hop, and the the relationship was mutual in that way. Well, listen, we were all that was the. Um, if you were listening to hip hop in nineteen eighty, let's say eighty five, eighty six, back there, eight back then, if you were listening to it back then, you were pretty much of um, an outsider in society. You know what I mean? You're yeah. a different person to listen to that music. No one knew what these people were saying. <laughs> and now it's the biggest genre. It's mm. taking over yeah. pop music. It's it become it, it's become the new pop music. DJs have definitely developed and evolved over time. It's incredible. Yeah, it's they're, incredible. They're, they're now the front man, you know? Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. they were the back man. Yeah, exactly. Now they're the front man. <laughs> Interesting, man. And that's all works out. That's just all from the... Um, my belief, all this stuff just comes from the um, the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's going to be second. Everybody's going to be first, but they're going to it's going to be in their time. Yeah, everybody's going to have their chance to be first. Everybody's yeah. not going to be number two or in the back seat forever. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Absolutely, man. Can I fire up one of these? Absolutely, brother. Help yourself. We're talking to you. Sorry, forget. We forget, man. You got one. I'm like everybody's smoking, but me. Sorry, X, dude. (laughs) My bad, man. That's my bad. That I should have offered first thing. (laughs) I think. I think. um, Let's look at it. Right, hip hop is what the 20th century, really. Yep. So I think it's one of the biggest inventions in the 20th century. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, designed by people who didn't have much um, and who didn't have uh, the access to the big equipment or the big marketing or the big promotion. Uh, It was kids that wanted a voice and created something with what they had. And with that, it just turned into a whole beast. And it's been, you know, saving families telling our stories, being able to to get things out into the open and issues that we have that nobody else is paying attention to. You know, before the internet, it was music, and music told those stories, and it, and it told about the environment and what these people were going through. And so we, we've inherited something that wasn't there before, and that's really dope. I, that's that's kind of what Mike was saying. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely uh, changed people's lives, you know, hip-hop. And hip-hop gives yeah. people, more than any other music I heard so far, 
besides um the rave type of music, right? It gives people um it gives them soul. Yeah. You know connects them with yeah. their soul. People who never really possessed the soul, people who who yeah. appeared that they didn't possess the soul, all of a sudden become soulful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever the situation so goes, he gets be- he be- he becomes soulful. Yeah. You know, the energy could be how it turns out. I don't know anything about the energy how it turns out, but <laughs> he possesses the soul. Yeah. I totally know what you mean, man. I think what's really interesting about the evolution of hip-hop right now is that for a long time we didn't understand it. It was a music business, and we were just excited about making music, right? But now there's more interest in the business side of things, and we have more people that are starting to invest in themselves. Um, And I think owning the business is something new for us. Um, and so going forward, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a step up from, you know, what we've been doing in the 90s and early 2000s, and late 2000s is ownership is is more prominent in hip hop. So you got people that are starting these labels, making more favorable deals, being able to do more for the communities with these things and these entrepreneurial ideas that they have. And so um, I'm interested to see what the next 10 years is going to look like with, with that mind state, with that attitude when it comes to uh, uh, hip hop and, and its artists. You know, you are a super influential piece in the transition of hip hop as counterculture into the mainstream. You were helping people and making like fucking dope ass cars out yeah. of these like shitty some dude has like a <laughs> shitty van and you turn it into just like the I ultimate I, I used to say to myself, deal, myself I should send my card on this again. <laughs> yeah I used to I think didn't want the too. Whole, I didn't want the whole world to know and Mike got his car and told me I said, I my card on this to my mother I used to say that I should my card on this can do with this I don't know man that's just how tell I us, see tell us brother you. where are you from well I was born in Detroit uh, in, in uh, the 74 like I said and then uh, my mom passed away when I was like nine. And so my when my dad got remarried, they wanted to live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I spent about seven years in Albuquerque. And then after that, I left Albuquerque at like 17 and came to California. And I've been here ever since. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So your mom passed when you were what, nine? Yeah, nine. Yeah. Wow. Tell me, man, what was that like? It was, uh, I mean, you it don't had understand. to be a change in moment. Absolutely, had to be different. Yeah, I mean, at nine years old, you don't really different. You can't, you can't really wrap your head around death at nine. Um, you, you don't know how final it is, you know. Um, and once, once she passed, it was like difficult for me to get past that because my dad got married like right away. You know, and so I didn't have time to grieve or have time to really, you know, get through the process of grieving and being able to to go forward. And so I was kind of stuck in this pattern for a long time. And I was very angry. I was very violent. I was doing a lot of, you know, shit that kind of made me, um, like, hard to approach, you know. And so... I carried that anger with me for a long time until I found hip hop and I was able to kick and scream and yell and curse and get those feelings out. You know what I'm saying? And and, and be able to translate all that anger and pain into the music. And so it's like I have pieces of my mother that I know resonate through my through my creativity and because she was a teacher. She was an English teacher. And she, like, brought home her lesson plans and, like, used them on us before she used them on her students. And so that's kind of where, you know, the pieces that I take from her, I realize what they are, and I thank her for my gifts, 
you know. So I was able to come to, to terms with it to get to, to a place where I could actually be at peace later on in life. But when it's 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 weird to lose a parent like that. It's not supposed to happen that way. To lose her that early was really a, a tough place for me to be. But but my father was there, and I think it was harder on my sister um, than, than you know as it as it was for me. But she didn't have a role model. At least my father was there. I was able to look at him, find his mannerisms, try to you know try to try to uh, uh, relate and 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 listen to his guidance. But you know it's difficult for him for my sister to see that in the same way. You know she had her dad, but she needed that womanly you know encouragement and development. And you know what I'm saying. So I think it affected us two different ways. But it was regardless of the fact. Losing a parent that early is something very difficult to bounce back from. Yeah, I'm with that say something, but but you did it. Yeah, absolutely. You did it. And I don't even know saying that of it. We don't know if we did it. You yeah. know, sometimes we think we we overcame something because we succeeded in something. Mm-mm. You know, and but I don't know if we ever, ever overcome that stuff. I lost my mother at 16. I used to never overcome that. Never. Sometimes I think about the relationship we had. I said, wow, we didn't have a healthy relationship mm. because of our situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know, and I think about that. I think about my mother a lot, a lot more than I thought I would be thinking about. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, there's people in your life, and then there's family. You know, um, I, I have a big family, um, and and on my mother's side, on my father's side. You know, my father just died recently, and so now that you know, I've, I've <laughs> had conversations with people to say you're not really an adult until. Um, until both your parents are not here with you, because now you got to stand on your own too. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta. You, you're an adult now. You don't have anybody to fall back on and ask for advice. You know exactly what to do. You know what's right and wrong. Um, it's up to you to execute. You know, so that's where I'm at with it, man. I I got two boys. I got, you know, a, a family of my own now, and I get it. You know, and I'm just trying to be the best man I can be for them. You know, that's all we can do. You know, sometimes I'm. When I, when I do some self-evaluation of myself, and I wonder, who was the first me? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who was the first man? Who was the first me? I don't know, the first Mike Tyson. That's the first guy that's the first male in my genes. Who was that guy? And how far does that go back? How far does my gene exist? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, reincarnation a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this, and I think that, you know, as fucking crazy as this might sound, I, I've definitely lived many lives here before. Yeah. My wife says that all the time about herself. She says, she, I've been a conqueror, I've been a slave. She, I said, like, fuck. I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've been, I've been a, you know, I wonder sometimes, because I told my wife, I said, babe, if you really believe that, do you believe it? My wife is just such a, a paranoia about flies, roaches, stuff flying in the house, and so she freaks out, right? Mm. So I said, babe, yes, think about that. One of these flies, one of these roaches, that you're trying to kill because it's just freaking you out. It's nowhere near you, but it's in the house with you and it's freaking you out. And it's so small, it can't eat much. It can't harm you, can't do nothing. But you kill it. Suppose that's your grandmother. <laughs> Dude, I mean, maybe. You're totally right, <laughs> Damn. Bro. Suppose that's your grandma trying to inform you that, hey, baby, I love you. Forget that. Yeah. that she know, she's so excited she saw you. Forget that I'm a fly or a bug. Hey, baby, I love you. Yeah. You're smelling up your ass and you squash her. <laughs> 
I think that sometimes when my wife does that, that you're killing your ancestors. Shit, bro. Dude, I think shit. it all the time. Shit like that. <laughs> ancestors. I do you think know? there's. I do think there's some like. Okay, so I'm not a really religious person, but I do know I am in touch with my spirit. You uh-huh. know, and I know that that is a real thing. And and I feel like the lessons that we don't learn in a lifetime, maybe you be sent back here. You can't go to the next level. You can't go to the next step until you've learned that lesson. Absolutely. That important thing that makes you whole. You yes. know? Uh And I don't think any of us can go forward in this life or the next without being a complete, you know, yeah. representation of yourself. You know, yeah. and that has to be. That has to be from from inside. And you know what's right about you. You know what's wrong about you. It's about, you know, answering and rising to that occasion, you know, and making that change. Yeah. If 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 that's what you want to do. Some people live in dark and they stay in the dark. Yeah. And they don't care about coming out the dark. And yeah. that's, because that's, the light that's blinds okay, too. Them. Yeah. It blinds them. Absolutely. It blinds them and it frightens yeah. them. When and it, it's up to you to make that yeah. decision of who those people yeah. are. And either you can disconnect yourself from them or, you know, you can keep them at arm's, arm's length. But still, you got to know what's right and what's wrong for you. I chose not to stay in a place of uh, negativity or depression or 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 just trying to be w- around people that I feel um, uh, deserve that kind of respect if, when I'm not even respecting myself. So yeah. it's like you have to make those decisions for you and not really care about who it affects, but the people that care for you and love you, you know? Yeah. Dude, this is getting deep. Yeah. We're getting deep now. <laughs> well, my question is like, if we come back, how do we know we? Is it a decision you make no, in you the other level? Who you asking me? I'm asking the same questions. Do you Shit. come? Maybe you come back as a my, tree. No, my wife was saying that too because I was looking at this guy. I forgot his name. I was looking on YouTube and he said some people said they came back as a rock, some as a squirrel, some as a bird. Right. And this that would is be fucked up to come yeah, back as a rock. The guy said the, the guy said we was a rock. He wasn't cool. He yeah, wasn't cool yeah. when he was a rock. Not the, not the rock, the actor. No, it's like no, it's just the guy, a rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the guy said he came back. I a rock you wasn't cool. The rock, the actor. <laughs> no, the, yeah, I love to come back like that yeah, guy. Yeah. The rock wasn't. No, he said the rock was wasn't, yeah. wasn't cool. It wasn't yeah, like being sitting, a rock. Not sitting somewhere for centuries. Oh, it's watching. Fuck. It's watching. Yeah, stuff. yeah. That would be and that would be an ultimate universal lesson. Yeah, that you would have to be exercising. Yeah, sit your ass down. You know? That's yes. <laughs> no, Stay I totally, I, dude. I totally that resonates with me big time about you know every whatever it is. If we are coming back here lifetime after lifetime, it's about figuring out becoming whole. Yeah. You know, you at know, the I, end always, of the I day. say why? Why do we become the way do we become? Like I said, my one time, listen, right. I used to pray. I used to fucking read books about tyrants and stuff. Achilles, Alexander the Great, this great, you know what I mean? Charlemagne, all these guys, Clovis, Belisarius, all these great warriors, right? Oh, man, I used to dream. I see their mentality. I used to, oh, what that power, what they have. And I, and I used to focus being that when I used to fight people. I used to say disrespectfully, tell I'm the conqueror. I'm the best in the world. I'm this. There's not a man that's planet God brave that can be. I used to say all this crazy stuff and all that. Listen, right? And all that stuff, um... Led me to really evil people, real despots, real tyrants of their countries all over the world. I would go to Russia, you got to pick me up. I don't know who they are. They kicked me, had me get in the car, come meet these guys. Right? And these, um, just for my energy I had, I would meet these guys. And I realized, no, I'm not these people. They don't care about nobody. 
but they cared about me thinking I was dumb. Somebody liked them. They said, wow, I'm somebody that probably should be around. That I was liked, and I realized I wasn't like those people, and I didn't want to be like them. Mm. Wow, dude. But that's all, that's all I ever wanted my whole life, that people feared me and had power and all that stuff. And then I saw the real people that I, wanted, I thought I wanted to be like, whoa. Mm. Yeah, I could imagine. That's a that's a crazy realization, dude. Yeah, but that's like I said, man. You gotta you, you gotta yes, be able to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think if you don't get to know who this is right here, I think that's a wasted life. Yeah, yeah. Real if you don't talk. get to know this person, if you don't get to know what's in here, you don't get all. Regardless of what it brings you, I think your life is wasted. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, back to your earliest question, Mike, about the earliest version of yourself. Yeah. I feel like when I was a little kid, I always had this blueprint of who I knew I was, even though, you know, five years ago, I'm, I was not the same guy I am now. There was still at least the slightest vibration of something um, consistent from a long time ago. You know, and that's what's really gotten me on the path that I'm on now, you know, where yeah. it is all about me. You know, it's all about what's going on in here. You know, and that's a really special journey to be on. I feel yeah. blessed to be in that. And I realized that, and I know what else, when I did the toad, right? I did the toad, and I think it's not, because I've done drugs, acid, I've called, but every time I do the drug, anything, I always, um, Worried about my family, something might go on. But once I did the total, I'm not worried about nothing. It was just my own entity. It was just me and my own existence. Nobody else existed. Hmm. You know? I must have did that shit wrong. I did mushrooms. I did mushrooms twice, and every time I think no. I did it wrong. I fucked. No, Either mush- I took too much or <laughs> and it was not good. What yeah. was your experience? Oh, shit, dude. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Mushroom <laughs> don't even affect me. You know? <laughs> oh man, it was it was a it was a terrible experience, man. First time I did mushrooms, it was I was I was a kid, and uh, this this guy gave me a whole bunch, and I didn't know, you know, it was you weren't supposed to eat the whole thing, so I took I took like a handful. And then I drank some orange juice because he said it intensifies the 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 whoop wop. And then uh, there was he gave me a vitamin C pill, so I was Man. like out of control. It was very bad. Yeah. So, long story short, we drive about an hour to this party, this house party, and so um, you know I, it hit me at the party, and of so course. I had to go to the bathroom. And then on, on the floor, I saw the floor go. Pshh. Oh. And settled back down. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. And so my friend, he was, you know, my friend, rest in peace, Lamar, he was with me. And I know if I was freaking out, he never, he never didn't even smoke weed. So I know he was tripping, right? So by the time I got out there, he had, you know, been sitting on a couch and waiting on me. And I could tell he's freaked out. And some somebody said something to him. And it was like slow motion. He stood up. And I knew he was about to punch him. And he sucked this, he sucked this person. And, and so it just so happened it was the owner of the house. And a whole football team was there as well oh, at the party. So we're tripping on these fucking shrews. And we try to fight our way out this party. Oh, we, my God. We get into this car. 
And so they throwing bottles and stuff in the car. So keep in mind, this is my first time doing mushrooms. Yeah, and so good. we're driving back on the way back to the crib. And if you've never done shrooms before, it takes you on this emotional roller coaster yes. if you're not prepared for it yeah. or know what yeah. to expect. And so we was, we was like, oh, man, you sucked that motherfucker. Ha! And then it was like, oh, you sucked that motherfucker. <laughs> so we crying and laughing and yeah. crying and like we just it's like really really peaks and intense. yeah it's intense dude yeah and so i don't even know thank god we're in the middle of the desert so we couldn't really hit anything so we oh. just driving down this highway we get to the house oh shit. and it, and i and you know at this time it's full blown and i'm calling them i was like how you stop this shit how you get rid of this shit how you, man do I, do, I, do I drink some milk i gotta drink some milk <laughs> he's like no nah, man no nah. so so then i'm like okay i just gotta he just she just said man relax it's gonna go away just just relax you know what i'm saying and, and just chill so i was like okay i gotta be safe i gotta be safe uh uh let me make the house safe so i had a shotgun oh, okay fuck I had a shotgun and I I was like, I gotta take the bullets out of this, the shells out of this right now to make the house safe. <laughs> so I I, I I I take the safety up, I'm, I'm, I'm dumping the shells out, you know, and so I thought I had dumped all of them out. Cause I did in my head I counted six. But in reality, it was only five, right? Wow. And so then I drop the chamber's back, right? Hand, put my hand on the trigger. Drop the chamber. Boom. Oh, my God. Motherfucker. <clears throat> that shit went off right next, right next to my, my right foot. It, 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 it had, it was a carpet, it was carpet in the room. So it was a lot of smoke, a lot of dust. It was like, con it was a big concrete chip right next, but nothing, nothing hit me. You know what I'm saying? Nothing hit me. No shrapnel, no rocks, no nothing. It was just, boom, my ear. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit! And so I drop, I dropped, I, I, I think, I, you know, I, I, there was a house full of people, right? So I go out there like I'm okay, I'm okay. It's a chair swinging, just like the, <laughs> the motherfuckers was out. They was did nobody come around that corner to see if I was all right, right? And so, so I'm just like, you know, shit, that fuck shrooms, man. <laughs> Listen, no, Fuck this, no, man. Bullshit, I did some shrooms. <laughs> and when I did shrooms, I never did them before. I was Holy smoking weed and drinking. And so when I'm doing, I got a prostitute with me. Right? I'm with this prostitute. So we go over this house, right? And we at this house, and there's some white people at the house. It seems pretty harmless. So I go over there. We do mushrooms, and I'm just, wow. I'm like smiling and smiling. And at this time, it was just people were taking shifts coming in the house. You know, first it was this nice little white crew came in there, cool. I'm like the only black guy there. And I'm just, it's really harmless and I'm the black guy. And then later on, early in the morning, Boom, there's some brothers in there. I didn't know this white guy knew any black girl. I thought I was only, and, but they got the different kind of energy, right? So eventually I go, hey, guys, you want anything? And they go, and they go like this. Nah. And, it's in a, and then my fucking radar gets fucking freaked out. I'm on mushroom. Whoa, they want some fucking trouble. Oh, no. Oh, That's just the first thing that came out. And my fucking you ego, he was, my ego, he didn't say, no, champ, it's okay, champ, I love you, champ. He didn't say that. My ego wanted them to, like, bow down or say some shit. Like, I know you make me feel comfortable. They didn't make me feel comfortable. So my motherfucking ego went up. Boom, right? One of them was looking Whoa. at the prostitute I was with. 
Right, and she, I think she's smoking. She said, "Baby, I think one of them gave me a fucking downer or something, a oh, fucking yeah. a Mickey or something." And once they did, I took oh, a golf store and I started laying these a, motherfuckers. Oh, right. I a start, golf club? Yeah, I found the golf and I started laying. <laughs> Holy shit! And when one guy ran in, two of them ran right, boom, right through the door. They got into a car. The other one locked himself in the bathroom. I'm trying to get, the, trying to, get him to come out. You're and, coming through the door. And the, process, and the, and the girl is the process, said, "No, baby, please, no, no, baby, baby, no, no, please, no." And they're trying to grab me out, oh, and I'm talking shit. crazy. Oh man, this is the mushroom had me freaking See? out. That's could, not oh, far off from my story, Mike. Fuck, oh. Like I said, fuck shrooms, man. Damn. You gotta be out in nature, Holy dude. Shit. You gotta be out in nature for that shit. And then we went in the car to drive the car. We couldn't drive the car. I couldn't drive. They couldn't see. I couldn't know what the line. Oh, we were stuck right in the street. I was oh, but we both just started crying. Holy yeah. shit. We both started See? crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was that fun, man? Oh, man. <laughs> If the uh, cop pulled us over, we were fucked. We had cocaine, we had mushrooms. Oh, man. We're done, man. That's insane. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, that solidifies it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck shrooms. Yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Go ahead. That's there. Different Smoke strokes with different folks. Yeah. That's I good. come from the That's era good. where it was like 40s. And and blunts and and marijuana like that was the go to you know what I'm saying and now it's like hard and then when you had money you got champagne and hard liquor and shit like that but now it's a whole different thing I don't understand the lean I don't understand the pills I don't understand you know what I'm saying like that's that's, that's coming murder. in the young that's yeah. yeah that's coming in the young generation oh how yeah. that got attractive I mean we did we had our share of shit and then there was people yeah there's people that did coke you know what I'm saying back yeah. in the day but it it wasn't like yeah the lean and the it pills wasn't thing there, is really you know? weird man yeah it, I used, you know weird. I worry about Lil Wayne they say he's using that stuff yeah. you know what I mean I was worried about him for a while. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just didn't see the appeal no, you for know, myself. No, I don't know, but yeah. the fucking words yeah, out there. Sure. Yeah, these fucking pills yeah for sure. Whatever yeah. the fuck the cup is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And the pill shit either. I mean, I want to be pills awake. I want to see shit. Yeah. I don't want to be knocked out, you know? No, I want to yeah. be up. Yeah, I want to yeah. be up. I want to see it. Yeah. You know? Sativa, with that sativa, baby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the brain flowing, no, Listen, baby. but I can't, you know, when you think about it, you know, I can't believe the shit I used to do. Why did I do that? Human species is the only species that takes shit that they know is going to kill them. Yeah. There's no, there's no animal does that or nothing. We're the only species that takes it that we know is going to kill us. Mm. That's interesting. Animals know they're going to leave a certain amount of time. The first thing they do is multiply, and then they die, you know, I me mean, gracefully. Yeah. We Shit. just want to fuck it. Let's die for 10 Fuck minutes. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people treat life like they, you know, like they don't respect it or, you know, it's going to Because we last don't understand forever. it. It scares yeah. us. What the yeah. fuck am I? Really think about Who are you? Yeah. Why are we here? Yeah. What are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. What's the real purpose? Yeah. I know we all have lives. No, listen. Who are, who, are, yeah, who am I? But it, yeah, but Why am I black? Yeah. Why are certain people lighter skinned than me? You know what I mean? Why are some people Asian? Why do people have different cultures than me? Is my purpose here just for my ego? To leave something behind for people to remind me? And remind everybody else who I was? What's the, what's the real grand scheme of things, you know? Who am I? And what is my purpose here? Mike, have you heard of the hermetic alchemy? What? Alchemist sound like an alchemist? Yeah. Okay, so alchemists are supposed to be able to make turns Turn stuff lead into, into gold, gold, right? Yeah. St. So, Germain and all those guys. Yeah, it was started by this guy, Hermes 
Trismegistus back in Egypt. He came from Greece. And he was supposed to be the reincarnation of the Egyptian god of wisdom, Thoth, the Ibis, the god of wisdom and magic. And his whole thing is about how the universe is just a mind. It's all a mind. It's all consciousness, like the universe. And everything is just... I can dig that. He has these seven principles, and you know, one of the principles is that everything is just energy, because this whole thing started with a vibration, a sound, and then energy developed or came from that, and we are all, this is just like a weird perception we have that things are solid, but on a microscopic level, everything is just particles and mo- molecules and energy. And we were all really connected. And I've come to this idea or, you know, it's come to me about how our lives are really nothing more than these physical manifestations of the greater consciousness being exercised in this physical form, in this physical realm. The universe just wants to see what it's like to be Mike Tyson. I don't know, man. It's super deep. Yeah, it is. You know, it's so We are really having a pot conversation right yes, now. Yes, we are. For your ass. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but I agree. Note. But I agree. I agree, man. I, you know, I like I said, I'm not a religious person, but I know the spirit is real. And so I guess the only thing I can do instead of trying to, because it'll, it'll, it'll drive you to something, and I, and I don't want to be rushed into believing what's, what everybody else's belief, no, I think else's some belief system it's, is. It's inconceivable. You right. can't imagine your brain, your brain is making this shit up. Right. Yeah. Right. It's inconceivable. It is. Like it's inc- you, know, you can't even believe your mind can do this. Yeah. So I just try to be a good person, man, and, and if, if when I pass— What's a good person? A good person is, is just, you know, trying to, trying to be cordial— and respectful to as many people as possible until proven otherwise. Is that your experience of a good person? No, no, not necessarily. I'm just not talking about me because I know who I am. You know, uh, it takes a certain person to uh, to want to murder somebody. And then it takes a different person to want to mur- murder somebody behind their back. You know what I'm saying? Without them knowing. And, you know, then there's a different person that doesn't want to murder at all. You know, I know in my spirit, I don't want to murder. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I'm going to try to live my life towards that way as much as possible. It's so funny that you said that because driving here, we're talking like that. And from my experience of having this conversation and talking about the evolution of people and thinking of people that we're all capable of, we come from savages, we all have that in us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's who we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the laws, desire- laws just made, it's yeah. put it in captivity. You know, we're afraid of laws and stuff and all that. But that's who we are. That's who yeah. we evolved from. Exactly. Savage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all have the potential for violence. We all have the potential for doing harm, but it's a choice. You know, it's a choice you, you have to make for yourself. And whether you uh, do it, you know, some have to work harder than others. <laughs> you know, but for me, you know, I, I know that I want to be creative that I want to leave something uh, of a legacy that people will be able to uh, relate to and expand on. And that's what I'd like to do. That, that's me trying to be a good person. Now, what happens after I pass, who knows? If I get there and, you know, there's a God or energy source or a black hole or I'm reincarnated as a rock, you know, <laughs> I mean, regardless, I want to be prepared for that next step. 
you know. And so I think having your karma clear, having your spirit, you know, clear. Um, and we all make mistakes. We all do things that, you know, we regret over time. But trying to realize what those are and what those were and navigate past them, in, you know, in, in the future. You know, How do you forgive yourself? Oh, you have to. What, what steps do you go by doing that? What do you say to yourself to, you know, that honor forgiveness? I mean, it's like, um, I think making amends to people that, if you can, helps. And then being able to know that you've acknowledged that. I think acknowledging your wrongdoing is half the battle. You know, knowing that you did it, saying you're sorry to you know, apologizing to someone that you may have done that to or you may have just done it to yourself. You know, you have to realize that, okay, cool. Um, I did it. I, I know I can't get that time back. Some things you can never repair. But be okay with that and realize what it is, accept it, and, and move forward. You know, and like I said, in the future, try to avoid making those same mistakes again. That's the only way you can do it. But it's so necessary to be able to get past that and respecting that and forgiveness, being able to forgive yourself is being able to acknowledge it and not do it again. Mm. I can dig it. Yeah. I don't know, man, but being able to forgive is powerful and yeah. forgiving yourself. You have to, man. I yeah. mean, carrying things, you know, forward past where they need to go is something that we all used to. I mean, we all do it. I mean, yeah. it's just something that you, I mean, it takes a lot of energy to hold a grudge. It yeah. does. I personally have done it that. Does. And it does. And I don't have the, the bandwidth to do that anymore. You know, I have things that, there's more people that appreciate me than don't. Yeah. And so instead of focusing on the people that don't, you can never, some, some people are never going to like you. And that's all right. I don't have to focus on you. But there's more people that like me than don't. So I'll focus on them and keep my energy there. Because we spend so much time talking about haters. I got haters and haters this and that. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. These people don't, are probably fans in the first place. <laughs> yeah. And just don't have no other way to communicate. Because, right. you know, believe it or not, hate is the lowest yeah. form of love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're existing in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're existing in their existence. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, why would somebody want to hate you? If they even think about it, why would they want to give you that energy of hate? Yeah. Yeah. Why, if you love hate and me, hate are the yeah. two sides of the I'm same I'm not going corner. out of my way to go shout at people I don't like. Yeah, You know exactly. what I'm saying? Obviously, you are bringing some kind of energy my way because you don't know how to say it no other way. Right. You know? But yeah. but I move forward to And now I only focus on the people that appreciate me, that love me. I'm not worried about converting anybody or making them like me because you can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah. Love who love you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can't take that hate and anger and pain away. For right? sure. So what you have to do is figure out how to channel it. Like I said earlier, when I was when I when I knew that I was going a certain route, um, I was like when I found hip hop, I was able to channel that. And yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I was still angry, but I got I found an outlet where it didn't harm anyone, and I was able to like kick and scream and fight and. And say crazy shit that I want to say instead of saying it to people, I could say it in this form where everybody was kind of speaking their feelings and speaking their truth. And I wasn't going to be reprimanded or locked up for it. I was actually going to create a, 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 a turn a literal negative into a positive and, and have a career that was going to sustain. And, you know, we're still here. So it's like those p feelings may not go away. You may have a legitimate reason to be fucking mad. Yeah. But. You got to find that outlet. 
yeah. that 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 is going to be um, somewhere where you can get it out, but at the same time you're not going to be hurting, bringing harm to yourself or others. You yeah. know, and that's that's the challenge, and that's really difficult to do for sure. Mike, what do you think, man? I think um, this is interesting. Really speaking um, with emotions. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we all high shit. Oh. <laughs> it's dope, man. It's oh, yeah. dope. Mike, I dig that shirt. Both of you guys have dope-ass shirts Yo, on, Well, man. I mean, shout-out to Roots of Fight. Oh, uh, Roots of Fight to the bomb. Yeah, man, come on, man. I got the champ on the shirt. Hell you know yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, come on, man. Mike, Yo. what do you see when you see that guy right when there? When I see that guy, because the guy that you um, know who that guy is, though, when you look at this guy, this guy is just um, a fucking uh, insecure kid, afraid of everything. and wants somebody to be afraid of him because he's afraid of everything. He thinks everything comes from fear because he's been bullied all his life and shit, picked on and shit. Wow, but you was on top of the world and we yeah. didn't see that. That's so crazy. We didn't see that. We, Mike, when we saw you fight, man, it was like, this is like what it is. Like he's going in there with purpose and fucking, we fucking love him. We didn't see the fear. We didn't see all that. We just saw fucking beast mode. Like knock that motherfucker out. That's you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what savage. it was. Yeah. For the next thing, you see what I did to him, motherfucker? You're next. Wow. The man. Well, that's the most amazing thing I've Every heard, perspective is, is everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the perception, you know, is about who you are, what made you become a rapper. It has been something that said, hey, no, it's, listen, listen, it's in boxing as well. Him or me, right? We see a motherfucker, we don't know nothing about him, and our whole life said, that's who I'm going to be. Don't know nothing about him, don't know the intersections of what he did, who he is, what he's about, but what that image, I want that. That's who I want to be, and that's just, I don't know who was it, but that's when I saw Ali, I said, wow, that's who I want to be. Fuck who I am now, Mike Tyson, fuck Mike, I want to be Ali. Wow. Man, I, I, when, I was, uh, when I was coming up, man, like I said, I looked at all the rappers that were, like, really, like, out there, like Eric B. and Rakim, uh, Big Daddy Kane, N.W.A., uh, Into Ice Cube era. Um, I, I I was a fan. I studied these these artists. You know, LL, um, uh, Poor Righteous Teachers. I mean, you you name. I studied all aspect of of music, and uh, and of hip hop especially. And so when I actually got to work with Dr. Dre and work with Snoop and work with with M and and all these guys, and you know, I I I came up reading the back of NWA records, and now I'm in the room working with Dr. Dre and and Snoop. I mean, it was incredible. And so we always, you know, you know, push ourselves as no, a creator. No, no, tell me this, but I know we saw that. But what was it about them? That, what is it that you wanted that they had? It was something that they they had that you wanted. Well, I mean, it, for me, um, well, when I first came up, the, the whole money thing was not real prevalent in hip-hop. It, it wasn't like the thing. Uh, it was more conscious. It was more uh, um, uh, society related, and the gangster stuff came in. Um, and and then it was kind of like even then it was kind of like the lowriders, and it was never glor- money was never glorified. So my attraction to them was the creativity of being able to hear a story 
and close your eyes and just hear the music and you can damn near see everything that they're talking about. The creativity of being able to put words together the way they did. And my comprehension was really high. Again, like my mother was a was an English teacher. So I was very intrigued by the smarter the rapper than the more intrigued I was because he was able to put words together that were, were not was not easy to do. So that was kind of like my draw to it. And then when I found out that, you know, a lot of these people, um, you know, had writers and a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, I've trained myself and honed myself in order to be that, you know, so, mm-hmm. to, so I don't have to fake it or get people like that. So it just empowered me once I figured out, once, once I got the, the, the wizard from behind the curtain, I was like, oh. I see what it is now. So okay, cool. Well, I just I'm I'm more better prepared to take this journey. So I, I I was attracted to the creativity of it, and then once I got behind, I got to see all the you know stylists and dress you know and, and all the lights and the cameras and the bells and the whistles. It's like oh, so I just really came in and started working with them with raw talent. Then I learned how to do song structure. I learned how to do you know like hooks, pre-choruses, verses, and get more creative with the writing and. They they really like sharpened me into an artist. You know, I came in raw, and then I, I was around those guys, and I learned how to be an artist. So that's what drew me to it initially, and then all the other stuff happened af- afterwards. Awesome. Yeah. Now you know, listen. When Muhammad Ali was champion, right? I'm gonna tell you something. It was so awesome. During his time, like when during his fights, man, people would faint. <laughs> they would faint. They they be they be out through the whole fight. They missed the whole fight because they fainted. <laughs> Too much excitement. That's crazy. <laughs> Ali yeah. was an animal, a monster, like nothing else, man. It's good stuff. Wow. That's amazing, dude. And that's what I wanted. I wanted people to do that. For, fuck. It was almost like godly stuff, man, this guy. You can't. Have you ever met him? No, I didn't. Oh, it's me. He's just the humblest man, and all that he's done and said and stuff. He just. He was just special. Yeah. What was the first time you met him, Mike? I met him when I was in reform school in around 76. How old were you? 77, around 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Wow, you met him that young. Probably 12, yeah. He probably, um, he was coming, he came to visit us. Before you even started boxing. I never thought about boxing in my life. Never knew anything about boxing. Wow. Well, yeah, man, we watched the movie The Greatest, and he came in. He's talked to us for a while. We asked, and I said, I just I just want to be like him. <laughs> so wow. be like, that fucking the last thing I remember, I'm going to be like him. I never got in trouble again. I started after that institution. I met somebody in another institution. I used to be a professional boxer. He taught me how to box, and I got too good. So he said, I'm going to take you to cuss. He's going to take you to the next level. And this is why I'm here now. Wow. Dude. Fire. Mike, <laughs> that's so cool, dude. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah. How many people know that? I don't know. Too many people. I think I saw it in my book, my story. I think of it because that's that's what I remember about that. I never wanted thought about being a fighter. I saw Ali. That I was like the moment. All those people coming in. I saw those big tough guards, like like little girl. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at these guys. These guys torment us, and they saw Ali. They saw my god kissing on them, crying. Wow, I said, holy, it's this guy. What did I really knew who he was? What did he do to get these people to do this stuff? Then they, you know, he's a fucking boxer. Wow. That's amazing. It's powerful, man. man. Yeah. When you can reach out and create that lane for yourself, 
you know, and 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 now you know you consider one of the greats, right? You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, regardless of how 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 it is, I mean, the the world love you, man. You know, and uh, and I'm I'm honored to be sitting across from you, man. I I gotta tell you, man, you you one of my heroes. You know, I I gotta keep saying that. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, I know, and I don't and that's what it is. Glory goes to God. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, as somebody coming up. You know that's that's how we looked at it, man. I never, you know, I never had that perspective. I never looked yeah. at. It. I, I mean, used to be always, fuck, fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, but but that was what we loved. That oh, was that was God. it. I mean, it's rough out there. It's rough out there, and you represented being. You know, you represented us. Like you came in there with the, no fluff, no shiny shit, black trunks, towel. Fucking the black boots, whoop ass. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, let's go home. So true. That was it, man. And we loved you for that, man. And we still love you for that because of what you represented, man. And it's the same principle and the basis of hip hop, man. You coming from nothing, you making something, and that's all it is. That's where it starts. That's where it stops for me. You know, we all have ups and downs. Nobody, I'm not looking at that. You know what I'm saying? Because the first man with no sin could, could cast the first stone, and you know they ain't gonna be, they ain't gonna be no stones thrown. You know, so that's how I see it, Mike. That's that's the truth. You know, and like I said, brother, I'm I'm very proud of what you've done. I you know I've, I've saw the reviews on the on the one man show, yeah, you know, undisputed, yeah, and, and and now you got Tyson Ranch. You know what I'm saying? You breaking into and representing this cannabis space well because there's not many people. That that look like us in this space. You oh, know what man. I'm saying? And 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 we and we I want we you trailblazing. To be our guest when we open yeah. up too. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, whatever you need from me, Mike, I'm there for you. Need to check this. It's gonna be so state of the art, man. So yeah. Ahead of this time. Absolutely, man. I saw I saw the renderings. I know you got a big, 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 big project coming. And whatever you need from me, brother, or from Brass Knuckles, we'll be there. Thank to you with Brass Knuckles. Yeah, I see Brass Knuckles all the time on the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about that. Everybody always asks me about Brass Knuckles. Yeah. They're the guys with the vapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vape vape. Stuff, right? Yeah, I got two other partners. Uh, we created Brass about five years ago. That's you. Yeah. Are we in business with them? Do we know them? Everybody I don't know. We can. Yeah. Well, you know the guy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, bro. I watch Brass Knuckles on the, on yeah. the billboards all yeah. the time. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, I got two other business partners. We started about uh, five years ago, and we created this. How's it doing? It has to be doing what I'm hearing about it. It's great, man. The brand awareness is really well. You know, we going rolling with the punches with, you know, the regulations as they roll through and change every week, every day, every month. And, you know, but we created a brand that we're really proud of. It's in it's in California and it's in Nevada. And now we have plans to, you know, expand, go across the country. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it's been a great experience for me um, because um, I didn't say exhibits brass knuckles for a reason. We wanted the brand to be the star. You know, and so once we put it out, and we it became a lifestyle brand, and something that could be very recognizable, um, not only just in the cannabis space, but just as as a brand. Period. And so as we expand across the country, it's going to be exciting because this is you know before the big boys come in and and the big you know farm money and you know tobacco money comes in. There's a real opportunity for the people who really are into the culture and from the culture to come in and actually build these things that you know show it how it can be done. The right way and attract the right people who want to come in and, and be part of this this wonderful community man but it's how been do we great. make the tobacco people the right people 
Uh, I mean, they're going to come in regardless because once it's federally recognized, it's going to be, you know. You they're know, already in. All hands yeah. on deck. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're sneaking in. Yeah. And they're coming in through these corporate, you know, like uh, stock Backdoors, buys yeah. and, you know, stock buys and, and, and stock, you know, ex- exchanges and, you know, yeah. but it's, it's until it's federally recognized, it won't be time to play hardball. Yeah. But right now, there's a time to go out and really create. They they want the the yeah. infrastructure to be set first, and then they're going to come in, and that's what they're yeah. allowing us to do. Yeah. Just you know what I'm saying? <laughs> create the infrastructure, then yeah. they come in and and buy out the the biggest people yeah. first. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that they can't come in and do it the right way too. Right. Right. You know? Right. I mean, but I mean they they're gonna they're gonna throw their their, their weight course. around. Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah, but know? but again, I mean it's like that that matters not. If you determine right. that you have a dope vision, it's gonna work. You yeah. know? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, we started with with six thousand carts, you know. Wow. And then created you know, brass knuckles as it is today. So yeah. you know, shout out my, my partners Mike and Dave, you know. Yeah. Um we, we really created big something up, special. Big up some brass knuckles. I'm so happy yeah. to be involved with it. <laughs> yeah, man. It was it's been a it's been a roller coaster. But uh it it's been fun too, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> you tell us what's happening in the music world. What world are you dealing with now? Yeah. <sighs> you know, a lot's changed since I came out. Um, and I know that, you know, I, I don't want to make trap music. I know that's very popular. Um, but I I feel like I just need to do what I do really well. So you know, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a bunch of guys around me that you know range from the classic artists all the way down to the new guys coming up. So I can hear it, and I know different energy is is in the youth now, you know. And so, so I have to respect it, you know. Do you think it's talent they have? Do you think that's talent? Really in 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 their way, in their way, yes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> because in my way, you got to think about it, and it has. I think. This is gonna sound fucked up, but it has to do with the education and the, the, the and being able to retain information. Huh. Um, uh, now, um, kids have this pseudo technology that they don't have to retain anything like we did. We, I had encyclopedias, mm. and I would have to write handwrite all of my essays and school reports and all that stuff by hand. Mm. Um, we had the, the the most the most we had was a typewriter, right? Yeah. But now these kids have this pseudo intelligence. Mm. They at any at any second you could ask them a question and they can Google it and they can know the different the, the, the distance between Earth and, and Saturn <laughs> To the exact thing, or or they could take pictures of their dicks, no. or, or their food, or their yeah. cat, and so they t- they have this extra brain yes. that they have to carry Man, around with them, and so point, that it dude. makes it so that okay, so so I'm smarter than you because I have this technology, right? What what it really does, it kind of like it kind of handicaps you. It 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 it's you you're now in a place where you're relying on this thing. And I did a test. I, I, How do you know if the phone's lying to you or not? Yeah, it's you don't even know if it's true information. But I took all the phones out the studio and I said, okay, guys, write down four phone numbers that you know by, <laughs> no by memory. No way, they can't do that. Listen, right, call your mom without See, you're dialing too her young. phone. You don't remember when we didn't have um, phone books and phones. We had to remember all the numbers Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's where I come from, too. Yeah, we had yeah. to remember all the numbers I in our and so, and so that was my point. Okay, so because you have this technology doesn't make you smarter. 
So I think we came from being able to, okay, whether you want to learn it or not, as you do in your reports, you're going to look over yeah. words and you get your yeah. comprehension and your word vocabulary. Right. Crazy. Now we don't want, now it's like, we, okay, so I don't, so a kid that doesn't necessarily understand what that means or have the patience to figure out what that means, they don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. You're talking fucking NASA to me, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the medical forical and the end. I'm like, nigga, I want to feel the beat. Imagine, I just no, feel ma- the beat. Imagine they had to go to a, <laughs> feel the beat. a library. Man, That's what they want. Man, yeah, man, I was had to go just to the library. This whole I used to go to the library if I wanted right. information. Right, I had to dude. get out of fucking bed in the cold right. and the fucking snow and go to the library if I wanted information. Right, dude, I talk to these. So... I talk to these guys uh. in the studio, and it's like you know, I just want the vibe. I want to feel the energy, and that's <laughs> and that's and but see that's that cool. to be able to speak to that energy is a talent. Sure, because I I will come in a different way. You know what I'm saying? But they know how to speak to yes. to that generation. And so yes, it is a talent because when I came and the way I we 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 got we shared music that was for our generation. We could understand the language. Now it's different now. It's a different thing. There's people that sit in the room and love hip hop music and then it'd be like, okay, what do you say? Well, I don't care about the words. I just like the beat. Yeah, now it's about the beat. Before, right. when I was like in the 80s, it's about listen, what that motherfucker Yeah, what do you say? say? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now play they just want to hear the beat. Back, play For it sure. back. Yeah, they yeah. just want to hear the beat. Ah, and so now, and so, so, and so, so everything goes in cycles. You know, there's the, uh, the beat yeah. is hypnotizing. Right. But now people will eventually get tired of that and want to hear something with substance. The lyrics, yeah. Something. Right. You know what's the most important thing in the world? living the universe has ever been is information we inform as time goes on we give more information out yeah you know what I mean? too much yeah. at times no. yeah and soon yeah. listen and eventually we'll come to the stage where we stop lying and you tell the truth mm. and there be no more liars yeah yeah that'll be nice even the the process of having to dig through books or textbooks mm-hmm. To learn something or to write a report, to compare to just googling it, right, and it just pops up. Part part of learning is that process, right? Going through it, repetition. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Being, yeah. a, be, being able to, you know, you know, know where in the alphabet the words you need to look up, flip yeah. through it, be able to, you know, phonetically get down to where you need to, and yeah. then find the definition, write it out. It's, there's something about writing and 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 uh, retention of information, yeah. and 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 that's it, man. It's yeah. like that's that, gone. That, that process is gone. That's gone. And so now it's kind of like you you don't even know have to have to know how to spell correctly. Yeah, you know. And so now it's kind of like we're relying on this pseudo technology. This this pseudo intelligence. I'm that's sorry. Probably lying to us. Yeah, yeah. That's probably you know that that's kind of you know you know over time being able to be swerved and curved either to the right or to the left. Yeah. You know, it depends on what it depends on who, who's in your 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 web your web search. Right. Right. You know, in your Google. So it's 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 a different thing, man. That's interesting. Yeah. It's an obsession. Yeah. I just I still read books. I still you know write. Yeah, you know, because that's what I know. I mean, just because yeah. it's there, I mean, it's cool, it's convenient. Yeah. You know, I can write notes, I can make phone calls, but you know, I'm not gonna put my put my bet on there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't want to become that dependent where I just stop using this yeah. and depend on this. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. You think we're good? I don't know. We, you know, we're never good, but we're always happy. <laughs> we're always happy, but we're never good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good one, Mike. That's a good one, bro. Well, how'd you get the name Exhibit? How'd you come to that? Shit. You analyze shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, actually, it came from... Uh, uh, it, well, when I first started writing, I was 13 years old. And it was like... Um, Ice T, Ice Cube, you know, uh, uh, all these guys had Ice or MC in front of their names. MC Hammer, MC Search, you know, MC Ren, you know what I'm saying? Young MC. It was like MC was the go to, just like it was yeah, like yeah. that time's little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like everybody yeah. now is little this and oh little this and little that. Right? I'm so, like, why do you want to be little? So, at that time, yeah, at that time, it was MC this. Right, or MC that, or ice something, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I want to go to the the opposite end of the spectrum. And so um, I was at a battle one day. I still hadn't figured it out, and that was it. we used to battle at lunchtime. So I was battling, and this this guy named Tony, i never forget, Tony and David. David used to beatbox, and Tony was this <laughs> country dude that used to try to rap, like, but he was seeing other people's shit. Like, he was seeing the raps off the radio, and he had yeah. this tie, and he down at night, you know what I'm saying? He was like, like, and so I, and so props, one, so one day I wrote my own rap, and I said that rap, and it was like, oh, and I said his name. And uh, I was like, oh! <laughs> and he's like, yo, man, he said, Exhibit A. You know what I'm saying? He, and then, um, and so that's where it started. One of the, the things in was Exhibit A. Because my real name is Alvin, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to just use that, Exhibit A. And then I spelled it regularly with the E first, Exhibit A. And then I dropped the A and then put an X and a Z when Ebonics came to play. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, and so it just became exhibit, and then that's what I started writing under. So it was Great like name. a development over 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 time, you know. Great name, dude. thanks, man. Yeah, it's dope as hell, bro. You were on the right team at the right time too, huh? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you mellowed. Like, I remember seeing exhibit back in the day. He was just quiet yeah. and hard. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, oh. hard as fuck, bro. You know? Gritty. Yeah, yeah, hard. So I bro. see him outside. So he want to come in the clips, and no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I see him again. He said, no, nah, I'm cool. Is that true? You saw him outside the club yeah. once? <laughs> He's too cool for me. No, nah, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Nah. Come on, man. Nah, man. I, I don't know if, when I was cool on that day, but I go, hey, yo, Mike, if you want to hit the club, my nigga, let's go. I'm worried about you, and you hear too. No, I'm cool. I'm talking about you. That fucked me up. I don't know, because I thought he went, hey, what was he doing outside the club if he didn't want to go in? Yeah. <laughs> I go it's cool. I just really met him, but I think I seen him before, but I was never that close to him before. So he went going. Said, no, I'm cool. <laughs> Shit, bro. No, man. Shit. I don't remember that. I would remember but that. I'm a <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Well, thanks for coming, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You're for the sure. man, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate really it. A pleasure. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank bro. you, brother Mike. Yes, thank you, man. Likewise, man. Mike. Another great app, brother. Yeah. Take us out, dude. All right, man. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Boxing. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, and on iTunes. Hey, you want people to know where you're at, how to get in touch with you, anything? This Absolutely. 500,000 people. All right, cool. At Exhibit X-Z-I-B-I-T on all social media platforms. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you again, man. Thank you, guys, man. You're the man. Champ. Awesome. Until all next right. time, everybody, we're out of here. Yeah. Peace. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you head over to hotboxandpodcast.com, you will find the latest merch available, hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom and dad. I'm sure they'd love it too. You know, this show is very family friendly. Maybe not kids, but parents. Parents and their grown children. I love it. 